0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE. I will tell you this. I am the longest. I'm the cast member who's been in the show the longest from the Broadway production. Because I know that wow. for a fact. Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, where it really, I really figured that one out when I did... Um, underneath the stage and right next to the elevator downstairs at the New Amsterdam Theater, anytime we're done with the show, all of the ensemble goes to the elevator, they wait so they can go upstairs to their dressing room, and there's this giant wall that company management put up that they were going to put up like all the different pictures of every cast member that's been in the show. Well, some time has gone by and company management switched over, so it was just nothing but empty frames. So I took it upon myself to actually put... Headshots of every cast member that's been in the show and realized there's over and we literally got to a hundred new cast members right before the pandemic hit. And once I went through everybody, I'm just like, I've been in this production longer than everybody. <laughs>
1: hey what's going on welcome to built for the stage podcast this is joe roscoe founder of built for the stage broadway's number one fitness platform if you want to try a free trial go to the website builtforthestage.com and uh, we'll be on our way with seven days working with your own broadway fitness coach thanks to broadway podcast network for producing this podcast all right i'm super nervous for this interview uh Truthfully, because everyone that's listening, you hear the podcast episodes come out every Monday, but sometimes I do them in, in large clumps. So I actually haven't conducted an interview in about, I don't know, maybe two months now. So I'm always excited for our guest. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see uh, Stanley now. But please welcome to the podcast, Stanley Martin. Hey, Stanley. Hey, how you doing, Joe? I'm doing well. Uh, it was a a pretty good Monday and I'm glad that I get to cap it off, uh, with you in this little chat here. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, all right. Well, before we started recording, we were kind of, uh, catching up a bit about what's going on in, uh, the life of Stanley. And you had mentioned that when, uh, it rains, it pours, sometimes it seems like a desert and then all of a sudden it's just pouring down rain. So, um, if, if everyone's uh, hasn't read the description of this episode yet, um, Stanley is currently in the cast of Aladdin on Broadway, but he has. A lot of other things going on in his artistic career. So uh, what's going on starting, I think, tomorrow or the next day?
0: Yes. um, I just got hired to
1: do the Adirondacks Theater
0: Festival of this brand new Adam Schlesinger musical called Traffic and Weather. It's based off of the Fountains and Wayne, Wayne album that came out back in like 2007. So yeah, I start rehearsals for that literally tomorrow. I just got in. This is actually my hotel
1: room right now. So yeah amazing i mean where mm. is it located uh adirondacks it's like upstate where new it? york upstate new york gotcha mm-hmm. okay well yeah, yeah, yeah. um for those for those of you that are listening now this is already past, probably but we'll make sure to put that up on the instagram so if you took a little hike upstate uh hopefully you enjoyed stanley and that end of august you have 70s groove tribute show coming up as well tell us a little yes. bit about um, about that it, too
0: It's with my friend's um, singing group called Upwards Entertainment, and he has a whole assortment of different shows. He had 70s Groove. Um, You had one that's called We the People. You had Motor City Reviews. Um, And this is just one of his shows that he's actually bringing back to New York. It's called 70s Groove. So it's basically a lot of like 70s soul, funk, disco songs at the triad.
1: Awesome. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And you you have your own little uh, gig as well, as far as content creation, I see called yeah. Mixed Messages.
0: Yeah, I need to get
1: back onto that
0: again. Um, but <laughs> as far as like my writing is concerned, um, what I'm doing right now is I'm actually currently in college. So I'm studying at Southern New Hampshire University to get my bachelor's degree in creative writing and English. Um, I just finished doing a characters class at squirrel NYC, which used to be, it it used to be like different people that were part of UCB that created their own like sketch improv groups. I've been taking classes with them. I'm also doing a late night TV show writing course through connect the writers. Um, so yeah, I'm just constantly just trying to do stuff
1: (laughs) that. Fabulous, fabulous. Yeah. All right. So for those of you uh, that follow us on Instagram at Bill for the Stage, uh, Stanley is on the Gram too, Stanley Martin the third, And we went on our story today and asked uh, if anyone from the Gram had some questions for you, Stanley. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> one one of them relates to what we're talking about right now. <laughs> Just <laughs> and one. No, no yeah. No, no. This one's from uh, Juwan Crawley. and. Oh, God. He, uh, Juan wants to know, how do you continue to create your own art while still doing the show or still, you know, being in whatever you're booked in? And I'm curious as well, cause you, you have your hand in a lot of different places. How do you keep that all balanced? Um,
0: honestly, you just do,
1: you just figure it
0: out. I mean, cause mm. here's the thing with what with, performing as it is, especially with Aladdin, it's the same show over and over and over and over again. And I know, I know, I know, you hear this all the time from so many other performers and actors being like, no, you have to make the show different every night. I've been in the show for about six years. How many times can I make it different <laughs> eight times a week for six years? So you figure out other things that you can do to like help you blossom creatively. Like, what other ventures do you want to go into? Like, because theater, like performing, that can't be your entire life. You have to, like, figure out other things or else it will drive you absolutely insane. And at one point I was getting to that. I'm like, I need to do something else. I need to actually put my energy and creativity and something outside of this. Because, yeah, the amount of times where it's just like, yeah, you know, I just do this and I make it unique every time and make it different. And no, 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 no. Six years, six years, eight times a week. Figure else, uh, figure out something else. <laughs> yeah.
1: Have have you sat down to do the math on how many shows, uh, you have done of Aladdin?
0: Oh God. I, I will tell you this. I am the longest. I am the cast member who's been in the show the longest from the Broadway production. Cause I know that wow. for a fact. Yeah. And it's one of those things too, where it really, <laughs> I really figured that one out when I did, um underneath the stage and right next to the elevator downstairs at the New Amsterdam Theater, anytime we're done with the show, all of the ensemble goes to the elevator, they wait so they can go upstairs to their dressing room, and there's this giant wall that company management put up that they were going to put up like all the different pictures of every cast member that's been in the show. Well, some time has gone by and company management switched over, so it was just nothing but empty frames. So I took it upon myself to actually put headshots of every cast member that's been in the show and realized there's over and we literally got to a hundred new cast members right before the pandemic hit. And once I went through everybody, I'm just like, I've been in this production longer than everybody. (laughs) 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 Like that was my takeaway. (laughs)
1: All right, so it's been a few. It's, it's been, been a few, few to say. It. Yeah, uh, and I love what you said about when I asked you the question of just how you balance it all, or how how you've successfully done this. You you basically just said like, I I I don't know. I just did it. I just started, you and just a lot of it. the time, to- exactly. And a lot of the times, that's what it's all about is not waiting for that perfect opportunity or not feeling qualified or adequate. It's just about just starting and going from there. So thank you for mm-hmm. saying that. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll go one more question on, uh, the Instagram and then we'll, uh, we'll hop back onto some of mine and maybe we'll hop back onto the gram. But, um, the, the Ken McGraw love Ken, Ken would like to know, how do you warm up before the show? Or do you have any type of like post show cool down?
0: Oh, warming up before the show, I have to do a ballet bar. I have to do a series of plies because anytime I don't, my knees go out of whack and I can't even walk out the building at night. Like it's bad. So literally I have to do like, you know, your first, second, fourth, fifth, switch sides like before every day, every night. Can I curse on this? Am I allowed to curse on this? What can I say? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you,
1: you can, so I have you to do that every loose. damn you night. Can let it loose. Oh, okay. Well, hey,
0: <laughs> <There you> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> but yeah, I have to do a <laughs> ballet bar before every show, um, warming up the legs. I also have to roll out. Um, yeah, because uh, have you seen Aladdin yet or no?
1: I. Uh, th- Three times,
0: I think now. Yeah, and I was in each one. <laughs> no, because you see what the the men's ensemble has to do. Because I'm part of like the men's dancing ensemble, and there's a lot of floor work. There are a lot of bot like high kicks, jumps, leaps, mm-hmm. turns. You have I have to physically warm everything up, and if I don't, I'm out of the show for like two and a half weeks because of neck and back spasms. So you have to you have to physically take care of yourself. And as far as like cool down. Um, actually, my second act, it's a little bit of a cool down for me because it's not as dance intense like that Mm. opening number, Arabian Nights. That's the most physically demanding number in the entire show. And then after that, you go into something like, um friend like me where it requires a lot of energy and a lot of breath support. And then after that, it slowly but surely starts to like get a little bit easier. And I use that as a little bit of my cool down, but still giving energy when I'm on stage.
1: Cool. Let's parallel this to either fitness or just uh, discipline in your career in theater. I would have to imagine doing that ballet bar before each show you had to have established that as a routine, something that you don't even think about or something that you don't even contemplate. It's just a part of your day. It's not, it's a non-negotiable. Would I be correct in assuming that?
0: Yeah. Oh, most definitely. And I learned, um, I needed to do that when I was younger. It used to be like, Oh my God, I can kick my legs anywhere. Um, mm, that, that sounds bad. And (laughs) so many levels Um, Going back to my original point, um, and it wasn't until I did a show called Music Man at Walnut Street Theater where Mark Robin, love him, love him to death, but he was trying to kill all of us with that choreography because 76 (laughs) trombones, just batma, batma, batma. Batma. and then after that, Shapoopee, where he had the guys do like switch splits, switch straddle, switch, like it was constantly up in the air, and I had to put ice packs on my knees every time I would go home, and didn't dawn on me, and it should have, until, like, I would say a third of the run where I'm just like, oh, maybe if I just start doing a ballet bar warm-up to get my body back into place of where it should be, then all of a sudden my knees didn't feel as swollen, um, my back wasn't going out of whack. So it's one of those things where anytime I do a dancing show, I always have to do, like, at least 10 minutes or 15 minutes of some kind of bar to make sure everything's in line. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, yeah. it's non-negotiable. Cool. Love that. Non- all right. <laughs> Apply. See website for details.
1: All right, listeners out there. So everyone that's like wondering how does Stanley have the discipline to do this, or how does Stanley have the magic sauce to just be such a hashtag professional? After those two weeks to a month of like putting in the time and thinking about doing this discipline activity, it ev- mm-hmm. eventually becomes a non-negotiable worse a yeah. part of your day. I want to go. Yeah. I want to go back to your uh, creative works off of the stage um, at the New Amsterdam and talk about uh, opportunity. And I want to, I want to get into like how you started to, to write it, to create it, the process that you've been through with it, what you're deciding to do with the piece next, just because there are a lot of people I know listening that want to go into their own ventures of creating arts. And I think stories like this um, are insightful and inspiring to hear. So what's your journey been with your play, uh, Opportunity?
0: Well, Opportunity came from a place where ugh, I, I've been doing theater uh, professionally ever since I was 10. And it's literally based off of my own personal experiences, some good, some terrible, where I'm like, I need to put this in a play. So it's based, my my opportunity is based off of six Broadway dancing ensemble members coming back together for a cast reunion. So it's very tropish because there are certain characters where if you've worked in an ensemble before, you recognize each and every one of them. So um, when I first started writing it out, being like, okay, um, actually no, backtrack, backtrack. The original creation of it was the Aladdin cast got together to do this one-on-one acting class with this um, teacher, and he was like, okay, for you guys to improve, to get better, you guys need to create your own content, create your own stuff, even like create a movie, TV series, whatever, so you can keep practicing and keep working on your craft. So they were like, okay. So we created a text chain of just being like, okay, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Who's going to do this? And I'm like, well, you know what? I always wanted to write. I've been taking classes for writing. I want to like write and create the characters. And I even gave a premise of like, it should be this. It should be this. It should be this. And everyone's like, okay, that's great nothing happened. Nobody else added any other kind of input to it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this idea and turn it into a play. And I did a stage reading of it, which ended up getting a much better response than I thought it was ever going to get. And then I was like, okay, let me start doing submissions, like putting it out there, see what happens. Strawberry Theater Festival picked it up and they're like, okay, that's great. And this is what it's going to be. And I was like, oh, okay. So I have to pay a certain amount to like put this up. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's great. And then I figured out how to produce it on my own, being like, I know how to fundraise because I've did. i done Broadway Bears for years and I know how to, you know, fund certain th- situations. I know how to reach people individually. I know how to get the money that I need to get to the next point. And I made sure I factored out mm. everything as far as like budget, like this is how much a director is going to cost, this is how much costumes are going to be, this is how much the set's going to be, this had like, factored all of that out. And then after that, I started raising money for like, you know, getting people to get tick buy tickets and do all this other stuff. And even like really tried to promote myself. The show ended up getting nominated for six nominations and winning two, one for best direction and one for best actress. We were nominated for best play, but we didn't win that. I still think that's a crock, but that's besides the point. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, congrats on that. And Thank you. I am excited for you. Like, who knows, you know, you continue to write plays or you become uh, a more seasoned producer and keep producing things. I'm hearing you say this and I'm like, wow, a lot of our listeners would probably just die to be in a room with you to get this insight and experience that you've gained. Um, What Just one off the top of your head, as you were uh, producing your own own work, what was something Mm -hmm. like, oh, I I did not expect this to be a necessity and, and in fact it is, So you had to learn on the fly of, you know, acquiring a skill or some type of knowledge. Um, honestly, I don't know. Here's the thing. It was natural. It just, it just flowed for you. Honestly,
0: because anytime people ask me these questions, I'm always like, I just get out of my way and do it. Literally, it's that whole Mm -hmm. mentality of like, look, you either do it or you don't. There's no other way around it. We're not going to overanalyze. We're not going to overthink this. We're going to just get it done. And that's what it is. I love this. (laughs) Because it always kills me whenever people give like a 10 page dissertation of like, this is what you need to do to fully produce and blah, 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 blah. No, I look this shit up. Stop. I can say shit. I look this shit up online of like, okay, this is what a producer needs to do for like uh, getting your work out there or um, raising money for a theater festival or just looking up like, oh. We need health insurance. Okay, what's the best route to go about that? Just literally look it up, figure it out for yourself. It's called Google people. But yeah, you just get out of your way and just figure it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As a trainer, you know, a lot of questions come my way and a lot of like struggles that people express or whatnot. And sometimes the answer is just get it done. Yeah. (laughs) Get out of your way. I I love that. Yeah. Get out of your way. Get out of your head. Um, speaking of get out of your head, I want to get into a little mindset uh, with you right now because I was uh, serious, but just joking around a bit on the intro saying I hadn't done an interview in a while. And I'm like, oh, do I remember remember how to do this? Whatever. Um, I have heard and and talked with many performers that are going through this anxiety or these feelings of the monster of the theater industry, when you're in the midst of it, you just adapt and you go and you go and you go. But now we're all in this unique situation where the pandemic kind of just cold stopped that completely. And now we're all facing like the restart process of this. And it's it's daunting in a way because when you're in the thick of it, you don't step back and realize what you're doing necessarily. But now that restart process is like, Oh, I got to either pound the pavement or I'm back to my show of the eight show grind. Yada, yada. How are you? How are you feeling? You're just about to start something tomorrow. How are you feeling getting back into the to the thick of things pretty soon?
0: Um, well, here's the thing with this one in particular, I'm actually a little bit more excited for it because it's something brand new and I'm I've been itching and aching to do something Different than what I've usually done on Broadway for six years. Not to say that I'm not grateful for that. Um, you know, being a part of an original Broadway company and performing on the Tonys. Da, 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 let me get that out the way. Uh, very grateful, very appreciative of that. But at the same time, I'm ready to try something different. So with this whole process going back into that, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I'm here for it. And s- specifically for something like this, where I'm actually featured, I'm singing a lot more. I'm getting more solos as Aladdin I am I always make the joke I'm ethnically ambiguous dancer number five real talk
1: well t- so th- so this project coming up is uh, is a different side of the coin for you then
0: oh yeah um, well, that's the thing even before I left I mean even before I left uh, even before the pandemic hit a week or two before like everything shut down, I was actually hired to do the Legend of George McBride down at Florida Studio Theater, which is a Matthew Lopez mm-hmm. play. So I was like, "Oh, this is great! I'm getting back into like like you know plays as a, like a lead as an actor. This is wonderful." <whistles> Shut everything down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. So how do um, you per-
1: how sorry to interrupt. How have you prepared yourself coming into this, uh, production that you're going to be starting this week rehearsing? Uh, have you done any, whether it's physical or vocal, what have you done, uh, leading into this just for listeners that are out there finding themselves in the same situation?
0: Well, for me, like preparing for this, considering I, I barely know anything about this particular show. Um, yeah, you just, you I- just
1: got the call. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. So Thursday offer only flip. um, <laughs> The way, Oh my god, I'm going to just ego Just ego right here Just um, It's as big as this ring light That's around my computer uh, The way that I prepared for this is um, I was listening I was listening to the Fountains of Wayne uh, Traffic and Weather album Because they were like, the music, this is the music it, We're going to be using this to tell a story and dah, 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 dah. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be Constantly listening to this album Whether I'm walking my two dogs Or whether I'm at the gym or whether I'm out at like whether I'm taking a shower, whatever. I'm just constantly listening to this album, so make sure that I'm like, okay, this music is now like ingratiated in my mind. Yeah. Mm. So that was my way of preparing. But as far as getting back into Aladdin, preparing, mm. um, I'm I'm as soon as I get back uh, to New York City proper, I'm going to be taking dance classes like my life depends on it, and yeah. And hopefully these thighs will shrink.
1: <laughs> they will. They will get them back into action and soon yeah. enough. All right. Last question from, uh, from the gram. Uh, we want to know some music playlists that are your favorite while at the gym.
0: Ooh, it really depends on the mood. Like honestly, there will be times where it's like you got your typical oots, at, oots, at, will really get you going, especially if you're doing cardio or something like that. Because I love a stairmaster; I can be on like a stairmaster for ten minutes and I'm already like drenched. But then every mm-hmm. now and then, all of a sudden, the bridges of Madison County pops on where I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to do this on the bench press. I'm just going to have little Kelly O'Hare in my ear while I'm just doing a nice little one fifty. <laughs>
1: So it, exactly. Honestly, Kelly yeah. always comes through. Yeah.
0: But honestly, ooh, <laughs> like, right. like, a staple staple would have to be. Yeah. Just the, the typical, the typical answer, Beyonce, literally, she can get me going, okay. especially this last, um, black is king album. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Beyonce ain't broke. That's for sure. She keeps, uh, giving the the tunes that keep us going in the gym for sure. All mm-hmm. right. Stanley, that's it for this episode. Appreciate your time. Best yeah. wishes on the million things coming up uh, for you in the next couple of months.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on.
1: Yeah. It was a pleasure. If you uh, want to give Stanley a follow, you can check out his Instagram uh, in the description of this episode, uh, Stanley Martin Third, And you can check out other info on him in the description of this episode. All right. Joe Roscoe, Bill for the Stage, signing off. Later.